Hello and welcome to episode three of the Special Moves podcast. My name is Mike Williams and these guys are Jake Kulkowski and Liam McKelvey. Yeah, they are. Hello. How are you doing, fellas? Uh, good, thanks, Mike. Thank you very much for yeah. asking. Trying. As a collective. <laughs> we're a collective now because we're sharing a mic. Yes. We, mm-hmm. We're trying to figure out the best way to reduce echo. And our new technique is me and Liam share a mic. Yes. But that also means we now share opinions, thoughts, everything. So as yep. a collective, I can confirm we're okay. How are you? Can Liam be the spokesperson for you? Okay. <laughs> well, you, if you mention the Spider-Man in a bit, don't worry. Me and Liam will... The Spider-Man? <laughs> This I'm is sorry, off to, I asked this, how you this were. This is off to a banning start already. Uh, this is the uh, Special Moves Podcast where we talk about video games and stuff every single week. This is only the third episode, but uh, we're already changing up the format as Jake and, and Liam, I guess. Yeah, we have to yeah. refer to you collectively. Can you please uh, refer to us as the syndicate. It's the syndicate yeah. have, just, <laughs> <laughs> have just gratefully explained. Uh, we're trying to just yeah. tweak the setup and stuff. And we're actually recording this one in my dining room instead of my spare bedroom this time. I hope Hopefully that doesn't ruin the illusion. We're, we're, yeah, we're everyone. changing the rooms and we're also changing the mic yeah. stuff because we've yeah. got a lot better quality in, in the second podcast than in the first one and hopefully this doesn't revert back. Yeah. But thanks for your patience. You guys have been very nice about the podcast in general. Yes. Yeah. So here's um, another one. Awesome. What have we not, got on the let's agenda? Let's not disappoint you. So we're going to talk about a little bit of news, a couple of stories that I've seen this week that I'm, uh, I want to talk about basically and then we're going to talk about Spider-Man which me and Liam have been playing. We have. Um, I stayed up till 1am last night playing Spider-Man with Laura trying to Cram it in, basically, so I can play as much of it as possible. <laughs> and I am exhausted this morning as a result. Um, we've also got uh, a little bit of a new kind of section, I guess. We're going to go run through... I think it's a nice idea every single week, because we're coming out on the Monday every week, to run through all the releases that are coming out that week, right? Obviously, it's not going to be doable, and there's not going to be a lot to talk about every week. But for now, up until Christmas, it's going to be... You know, there's yeah, going to be stuff. Busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, I was just I was just looking through the news basically, and I noticed that there was a lot of stuff. So I'm going to try and do that every single week and, and do like a what's coming, one to watch kind of thing um, every single week at okay. the end of the podcast. That's so that's good. coming up as well. So first up, let's talk about Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, do you guys know about the story? What do you know about this story? I do know about this story. Yeah, I know about the story. Um, because, tell me, tell me what you know. Uh, I only know what you and Liam know, uh, and that is that it's for, for what is. Widely considered a slept-on classic. People who played this game either loved the concept of it and yeah. thought it wasn't that polished, or think like, whoa, people don't really give this the credit it deserves. And mm-hmm. I know that there's a very exciting story about the, the you know, how it got made, the creation of it. And well, that's about as much as I, I do know. Yeah. And in fact, actually, I know that it's been, uh, you know, THQ Nordic have done a bit of necromancy on it. Yes. And... Uh, As so, in, brought it back from the dead. Is oh yeah, right. Come okay, on. Sorry. <laughs> Come just, on. I just want to make it, it clear. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, THQ Nordic masters of uh, resurrection like to buy dead franchises and then do all right with them. Yeah. yeah. So they've brought this back now, and a lot of people are like, "Whoa!" Because this is the game that no one expected to come back. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so you guys played it a bit. I yeah, did I, a lot. Educate me, Liam. Well, it is an action RPG designed by. Was it 38 Studios? Is that what they were called? 38 Studios. Well, yeah, I guess I was calling them 38, but I guess 38. I don't know how you pronounce it. But anyway, it was like one of the most ambitious games ever, really, wasn't it? Uh, It was meant to be like this huge RPG, like 
open world, lots of action-based combat, lots of customization. Yeah, I mean... Just massive in every regard. I mean, yes, action-based combat is no joke. That's probably the best thing about it. Easily the best thing about it, right. actually. It's very good combat system. Yes. Um, where it's, it's very, you know, traditional rogue, um, meta, you know, tank, mage ranged kind of setup. Right. Um, but you can... There's a bit of fluidity between them, and it's all, like, heavily action-based. So it plays, like... Yeah. Unlike any other RPG, really, because it's more... It's more I guess I don't want to. I don't want to make any comparisons, but it feels, from my memory, a bit more like almost like Devil May Cry or something like that. Yeah, that's the, right. Okay. The, than, Lots um, of combos and stuff. Exactly, like that. and you're you're like slicing through them, and you're like sliding past them and stuff, and then it's 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 a lot of like quite fast paced. Yeah, yeah, it's very very fast paced right. and, and very kind of cool to look at, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you know the com and it's and it's got this you know this Molyneux idea, the Peter Molyneux idea in Fable Two. I think yeah. he was going on about this a lot, where every button means like you know Y means ranged, X yeah. means you know it kind of had that, but it was actually really good. Like it it was. Mm-hmm. Something was it, it was doing something with it where every button did something different. So you could like batter people, shoot them with some bone, and it was like the, the the way the combos built up naturally. Great, right? It's a really good, really good game. So THQ Nordic, as you said, has acquired the Kingdoms of Amalur IP. That's what's happened, and it's a very limited announcement. They've just said, uh, "We own Kingdoms of Amalur now," mm-hmm. and the associated. Uh, Amalur, or uh, I think it's the Amalur or Reckoning, one of the words in the name anyway. Yeah. Uh, they own the own the associated stuff to that, which means uh, a heavily kind of heavily built up MMO, which never saw the light of day, um, which was called Copernicus or codenamed Copernicus. And that was never made. It was never, you know. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people are saying because of how MMO ish. Kingdoms of Amalur is that it was kind of you know maybe uh, like a proof of concept yeah sort of yeah um, so they've they've acquired the rights to all of this stuff which firstly I'm really happy with I, I hope first and foremost that they get Kingdoms of Amalur on more platforms because um, I'm not sure if it's on current gen is it. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's on, on PC. But yeah, that definitely. would have been the original one. Yeah, it's definitely on PC. Yeah. I mean, I've got it in my Origin library. Yeah, same. And. You can. I don't. I don't think it's on PS4 or Xbox One. I so don't think so. I would hope that the first port of call is get it on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation N Store, and the Microsoft the Xbox mm. equivalent, yeah. and get it. Um, you know, get it on the Switch. Get it everywhere you can because it needs to be played. And there's just one thing THQ Nordic are good at. It's getting games on everything you can possibly get them on. Oh my god! To their credit, THQ Nordic smash it. Yeah, when it comes to yeah, like that, letting. Yeah. Everyone feel involved. They they're very good at that. But with Kingdom of Amalur, yeah, there's a story behind, it, isn't there? You, yes, the, I can tell you exactly what it was. It's something with baseball or something in it. What it is, is it? something to do with baseball or something. That's right, Jake. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I firstly, I'm very excited about this. It's a very, it was a very that this is happening at all because it's quite a sad story and it and it's quite you know it's it basically involves a lot of money and a game despite the fact it sold like a million and a half copies, which, mm-hmm. you know, for a kind of RPG that's a pretty hardcore in some ways. A new IP yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, they, you know, it just didn't sell enough. And apparently um, what happened was 3H Studios was was founded by Major League Baseball player Kurt Schilling. Um, and the game was a commercial disappointment. 
even though the, the problem is it was funded through a $75 million loan that was guaranteed by the state of Rhode Island. So if they didn't mm-hmm. pay the loan back, then Rhode Island had to foot the bill, which they did have to, right? And then, so it ends up in this whole messy situation. 3H Studios goes bankrupt. The, this baseball player, I had thought that he was basically ruined, right? But he's, yeah. he seems still, like, really active, and he, he seems like he's okay. You know, he's, yeah. he's doing all right for yeah. himself kind of thing. Um, but I thought he was completely ruined, so I don't I don't know exactly what has gone on in his personal thing. But the impression I got was that he personally was ruined financially as well, despite being a retired baseball star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so the cop the game just doesn't sell enough. Rhode Island said that it needed to sell three million copies just to break even, which it didn't do. Um, so now THQ Nordic has announced it um, and that it's acquired it, and that that was from the. It was one of the weird holdovers because when. 3H Studios went down when they were bankrupt all their assets were auctioned off and I yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so apparently I guess no one bought Kingdoms of Amalur or if someone did they just bought it to have it just and, like sit on it yeah, yeah. and because there's r- literally no details from THQ Nordic other than we now have it yeah. not yeah. like who it's come from or whatever um and so that means that they've got the rights to do this MMO that's never seen the light of day. They've got the rights to re-release Kingdoms of Amalur and maybe do a sequel and whatever. It's got a lot of potential as an IP because it was it was. I mean, the universe, the the universe and the lore and stuff was written by some guy who was like a, a New York Times best-selling kind of yeah. author or something. Is it like R. A. Salvatore or something? I can't. Like that? Yeah, I can't like remember a fantasy his name. author. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a you know he's a bit of a figure. Like, yeah. and that's that's you get the idea of where a lot of this money was going because they were trying to you know. Yeah, it seems they had a lot of good high-profile people on yeah. board. It seems like an interesting story. A baseball player has a dream of making a game, uh, Rhode Island, which means it's like taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. funding it, they yeah. had best-selling authors writing it. The story surrounding this game is like documentary-worthy, first of all, and yes. the game itself. Like Daniel said, Dwyer, get on it. That's a no clip. I'd want to see, man. Yeah, it, it seems like a really interesting one. But the thing is, I suppose it's got probably left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Everybody involved, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it kind of led to a lot of ruin. So I, you know, uh, yeah. Like most good RPG stories, actually. Yeah. I, I've played a lot of Western RPGs. I'm quite into them. But I haven't played this one. And, yeah. and to hear everybody who speaks about it. Yeah. It's like everyone who played it has got good stuff to say well, about it. That's the thing. What I'll say is, it's not like it's a, it's not like a 10 out of 10, like, all-time or anything. It's not it's, no. it's not like that. It's just like a really good 8 out of 10. Yeah. That is... Yeah. That it, it just kind of... Because you feel it was that good... And it just failed so miserably, and and no, you know, you feel like no one's yeah. played it, right? Um, that's kind of why people preach about it, I guess, because they think they feel like, oh, you know, you should you should play it. It, it was, I mean, it definitely had its problems. It wasn't like a perfect game at all. I mean, the MMO the MMOish stuff um, was probably the worst thing about it for me because it had like mobs that respawned. Yeah, had a lot of fetch quests as well. Like a go here, get ten sheepskins, bring them back. This yeah. is what you guys are saying about. It being a bit like an MMO, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. so it's a bit and a massive. The world is enormous. There's a yeah. lot of running and there's massive open areas. So you know, in the, one of the very early places I remember is like this foresty kind of area, uh-huh. and there's a of lot course, of wolves yeah. kind of thing, right? And then the wolves just keep respawning. It's like World of Warcraft. It's just the, you kill them, yeah. you run, you you come back in like yeah. a minute and they're back. You know, it's it's like that. Um, and you kind of feel like you're not really getting anywhere. But it, it, it you know, that side, it's there's a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. I mean, perhaps the the biggest thing was like the combat, as I've already said, it is unlike anything you get in this in this genre. It had this nice spin as well in storytelling terms, 
of the RPG trope, which is, you know, in RPGs, you're always like the destined one. You're always the, the, the fated one. You're always the yeah. chosen one. Your destiny is thinking for... Well, in this, they've completely spun on its head and you're the only one in the world who has no destiny or no fate, which means you have agency over your life and you can make decisions. Yeah, uh, yeah and, that's and cool. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, because you're... And that is your... What makes you special is the fact that you don't have... Yeah. A destiny. So or you're a the fate. chosen one because you're not the chosen one. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're. I think yeah. it's fateless or something like that. They, yeah, they cool. call you in the game, which is Dark cool. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's a it's a really nice kind of spin on it. So you know, there's interesting stuff in there. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of generic shit in there. But there's a lot of. There seems like more reasons to go out and play it than not. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what they do with this. I mean, if you're on PC, you're already a winner. You can get it like yeah. dirt cheap, probably. I got the complete edition of it with all the DLC for like four quid. All right, okay. On the Steam sale. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds yeah. About that. Right. And if you're listening from Rhode Island, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that's me. I, I <laughs> yeah. Where's the money going now? I don't know. I mean, EA published it. They uh, did they? Which, yeah, uh, okay. but they didn't they published like, it, but they didn't own any of the rights or anything. Yeah, they, they, just, they, just, they just like shipped the copies. Maybe yeah. there's an EA Sports baseball connection there. Do you know, no, gen- genuinely, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Because EA have a lot of talks of a lot of sports Possibly. companies. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? And they're very business minded like that. So yeah. it could be something like that. It's it's it seems very interesting. Like I'm intrigued. Yeah, it this was is like it... Jake's curiosity hour here. I'm asking that because <laughs> I know I'm like, ooh, what's this about? But hopefully, this is what people only are. you can listen to two other people talking for a quarter of an hour and still call it Jake's something. No, because I'm just concerned <laughs> that my only input is asking you questions. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not being, I'm not so green, but every time I'm like, but why? But why? I'm like an annoying child. So Kingdoms. <laughs> I can't believe it's Jake's curiosity hour. Me and Liam talking about a game. <laughs> 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 The problem with you two is you're just not me. You could work in like political spin, mate. You'd be really good at that. Yeah. (laughs) funny. So the bottom line is, anyway, it was a big meaty game. Had bags of potential. Not enough people played it. You can still play it now. Hopefully, it'll come out on different platforms or anything. Yeah. Maybe there will be a sequel. The thing is, the interesting ideas were were. You know, I feel like they would have been closely, like in Fable or something like that, the interesting ideas come from the design team. So if they do do something again, hopefully they do get a lot of the core yeah. people back yeah. to, to try and do it. And mm-hmm. um, that's, that's you know. But the fact that anything's happened with it at all is great news. And I'm glad to see that people are talking about it on the internet again because it's a cool game. Mm-hmm. It's a cool game. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was Geralt. Remember Geralt? He was in the. Is he the guy that goes. He goes. Fella. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, that like guy. Miserable. Spruce. Miserable. About six foot. Yeah. Grey hair. Two swords. That's Two swords. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always oh, looking for Siri. What about him? What did he say about. What did he. What colour was her hair? Ashen hair. He keeps saying <laughs> ashen hair. Yeah. Yeah. Geralt, that fella. Uh, he's from yeah. The Witcher, right? Henry Cavill is going to be Geralt. Yeah, that was that came out yep. this week. And what, well, first of all, there's more to this. But first of all, what do you think of that? Henry Cavill Superman is going to be Geralt of Rivia. There's, um, there's three camps, and you're in one of these three camps. One, believer. Two, <laughs> and one. I feel like you're selling me these camps. One, you're a believer, and you, you don't doubt it. Two. You're doubtful, and three, you've seen Mission Impossible Fallout, so you go, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. It. So, okay, so that I mean that articulates quite nicely where the three of us are on this, I guess, because I haven't seen Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout, and I think this is bad. I think Cavill as as uh, Geralt is bad. You're wrong. You two, yeah. have both seen Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, yeah. 
which stars Henry Cavill as a guy with a moustache or something. Yeah. And apparently mm-hmm. that's good enough to uh, commit August you. Walker, he's called. Yeah, he's a bad oh he's a bad <laughs> August Walker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a detective it, from a 1930s comic book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure He could play that role de- as well, mate. Detective August Walker. <laughs> it's, um... Listen, there's a thing about it. There's a certain scene in Mission Impossible Fallout where you see Henry Everyone's Cavill... Everyone's seen this. Have you seen the trailer? You've yeah, seen it. Yeah, Henry Cavill... Do you mean the scene that's now a gif? Yes. Oh, oh, I wasn't actually on about that specific one. Oh, okay, but, sorry, sorry. But oh, well, that one as well. There's a scene where he's cut up, like, you know, he's, he's having a scrap. Okay. And he's already covered in dirt and blood, and he's not looking like his Man of Steel, pristine no. Clark Kent hair. He's got a bit of a scruffy beard He's got a sc- yeah, yeah, exactly. He's got a beard. He's looking rough and ready. He's, he's looking just like looking a big, like, powerful bro. He's man. just looking like your average, enormously, massively muscular man. Yes. And he, you go, oh, okay. He's. Geralt material. Is he? What, what nuance is there to Geralt's performance? Be gruff, be manly as fuck, have hair. Anyone can have Geralt's I hair because that's a wig. Yeah. Have weird eyes, that's just contact lenses. What about Geralt's performance? <laughs> that's just, imagine who a casting must have weird eyes. Contact <laughs> yeah, lenses no, not an option. No, contact lenses are. Exactly. the thing. Nothing about Geralt. Um, that can't be superficially added on in terms yes. of outfit and stuff is particularly nuanced okay. that Henry Cavill couldn't do. You don't have to be Daniel Day-Lewis to play Geralt, do you? It's just like going, and then going, Ugh. I'd like to see Daniel Day-Lewis playing Geralt, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but I, th- I think for me, it's it's purely um, kind of purely cosmetic, aesthetic thing. Like, he just doesn't seem... Geralt seems wiry and, and kind of... Um, I don't know, there's something... He's a bit like... You know, like the the janitor from Harry Potter. I can't remember what his name is. Filch. Filch. He's like he's like <laughs> also Walder Frey. In like it. that's right, Walder Frey. He's he's kind of that gaunt and and kind of yeah. strong yeah. in a in a wiry kind of way. It's sinewy. I always call people yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, there's not there's no fat. He's not stacked and and world weary. Crucially, okay. world weary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Warm. he looks like he has seen and killed some shit. Right. right. Whereas Cavill is very protein gonna, shake. It's, yes, he looks like he's built in a gym, and yeah. I mean, I, I see what yeah. you're saying. I, I, I just, saying. I just feel like he's a bit too glossy. Obviously, you can, you can do something about that. I mean, they CGI'd away his fucking mustache, so they yeah. can, they can do that yeah. in a film. They can, they can make him look a bit more like Geralt. Just I guess. eat less eggs for a couple of months. Yeah, and just, just right lay off yeah. the tuna for a bit. Um, but he's yeah. So that's the only thing that's kind of you know not the right fit. But anyway, that's not the main thing I want to talk about. Oh. The main thing is that the Geralt voice actor, so the guy who's actually voiced... Yeah. Um, Doug Cockle or whatever. Doug Cockle, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's given Geralt his distinctive, flat, gravelly kind of voice in all yeah. three Witcher games. You've heard some great impressions of that over the past ten minutes. Yes, thank you very much. And he has given his blessing, effectively, to uh, Henry Cavill. Exactly, case closed. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not arguing again. No, I'm, I'm, no, not, I'm not, not that yeah. invested. I just yeah, think, yeah. you know. Do you know what? Do you know what's funny? Me neither. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I, I'm inter- I mean, I'm interested. I mean, I do I do really yeah. like The Witcher and, and um, yeah. you know, I'm interested in watching the TV series. So, because all I've had is the is the game. I've not read the books and I've not seen any yeah. other, like, whatever the original Polish TV you series. You know what? Are. That's something, you, you know, there might be a lot more to Geralt if you've read the books. Exactly. And yeah. you know what? I've got to be honest, I haven't read them. And if there's anybody listening to this that has. Please, honestly, that's no because uh, like Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones, yeah. right? In the books, he's dead different, yeah. and mm-hmm. he, there's a lot of facade and cockiness that you see in the first series or two of Jamie, right? But then eventually, you get to see him who he is now. Actually, Nikolai Costa Waldo was one of the favourites to yeah. play, which you know, again, and that's the kind of thing where he's not like this Superman. I mean, I know he literally was Superman, <laughs> but he's not like this <laughs> yeah. massive 
yeah. beefcake kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Doug Cockle, Geralt, the voice actor, who, by the way, is like actually not a full-time voice actor. He's like a is university he, lecturer. He's a lecturer, something. right? Yeah. yeah, which is just... Oh, man, I wish I was that cool. So anyway, he says, uh, <laughs> Cavill, uh, I think he's going to be great. He's going to have a blast, right? So he fully, I mean, he fully is yeah. behind him. Mm-hmm. And then there was a bit of a backlash online to Cavill's casting. And about yeah. that, he says, quote, I, if they've read the books and played the games, they'll have a very specific idea of what this world is. Nobody likes change, and the reality is this is going to be a different Witcher. It'll have visual differences, it'll have behavioural differences, but it's going to be awesome. So he is fully behind Cavill, and also kind of saying, you know, it's an interpretation of it. It's not going to be yeah. exactly the same as, as what you know and love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really interesting that he's even said anything. He was speaking to the BBC, by the way. That's where these quotes come from. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's really interesting that he's even said anything. And yeah. I, I, I wonder what it feels like if you're a voice actor, like if you're David Hayter or something, and you, you are almost synonymous. He's not a well-known voice actor, this guy. Yeah. He's just well-known as Geralt, yeah. right? Yeah. If You know, I wonder how he feels knowing that this is like his character... But then along comes, like, you know, Henry Cavill, who's playing him in a TV series. Like he's saying there, this is an interpretation of it. Exactly. And he's, it's almost like you could, you know, you could say, he's saying, and if you're a real Witcher fan, you know where to stay right here. You know what I mean? It's, think, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think it's kind of, it's important to think that. It's like loads of actors that do Shakespeare, loads of people do have different yeah. takes on Macbeth yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not saying that uh, you need the same amount of skill to play Geralt that you do to play Macbeth or whatever, but I'm saying it's like you're going to have different versions of it. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a Frankenstein film every 10 years and they're all dead different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that's what it'll be. It's going to be different. It's going to be for the Netflix crowd. It's, it's of course, this is, this is weird. We've now got three layers of snobbery. Everyone knows the films are never as good as the books. Everyone knows that. So now it's like, the books are the best, then it's the games, and then it's the TV show. So now we're going to have, we're going to have game snobs, like yeah. poo-pooing the TV show, yeah. and I'm going to have at the very top book snobs poo-pooing on the game snobs okay. that are on there. I'm sorry to do this, but snobception. 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 I, I like that. Yeah, um, that's that's yeah. You're totally right because everyone's looking down on each other in yeah. like different mm-hmm. circles. But yeah, but what happened is, and this is a thing to remember. You're getting spoiled. One of the most beloved games of the decade is being made into a huge, high-budget TV yeah. show. So finally, all the people that just think there's some video game playing dweeb like your mum and dad are maybe going to love it. Yeah. Like, who thought that Game of Thrones was going to be as big as it is? If The Witch got that big, it's only a good thing. And think of the people that made the series and think of the hard work that's gone into it. It's only a good thing. But what yeah. I do want to know is, and I don't know if you guys have maybe heard anyone to come up with any suggestions like there's people I know that like I don't think Henry Cobb's going to make a good Geralt I don't know have you seen any other suggestions like for, for Geralt yeah oh, that's my loads. Loads. I've seen yeah. Ants and Mount and that was like that's oh, okay. a very com- yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of them there's a long long list and that's, a th- that's I think where a lot of surprises come from because Cavill was like nowhere near no, I don't think anyone yeah. would have guessed Henry Cavill would play Geralt. And I think there was, like, there was a couple of actors. <laughs> there was people that were saying that they were interested in playing him, if I remember rightly. There were some yeah. actors that were saying, oh... Viggo Mortensen and, and shit like that. And yeah. when you go a bit older, because Geralt in The Witcher 3 is a bit older, so yeah, people it's like, meant to be a bit grizzled. Yeah, yeah. so people are like Mass Mickelson and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which, oh, come on, man. Mass Mickelson for every role. That, yeah, well, firstly, yes. But secondly, that yeah. would have been really good. Um, mm-hmm. But, the, you know, but Geralt, like we were talking about the books, eh, he's, he's a young-ish kind of guy. Uh, for a lot of it even when you go back to like The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2 Witcher 1 he's quite you know 
Yeah. Definitely in comparison to The Witcher 3, anyway. He's a, yeah. he's a more youthful kind of figure. He hasn't seen as much shit as he saw. No, but his voice is exactly the same. Exactly. You know? So I, I wonder, that's the, that's the thing with Geralt, though. He's the voice. That's the main thing. Yeah. If you get that voice wrong, yeah. oh dear. What they should do is Henry Cavill, but get Doug Cockle to do the voice. It's just it. like yeah. ADR over him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do the moustache magic on his mouth and put Doug Cockle's yeah. mouth there. You've already got the template. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's pretty big news, isn't it? And if anything, yeah. it's just video games becoming subject of discussion. That was a quote that you just got that was on BBC. Yeah, exactly. And it's a Netflix series. It's cool to see uh, a game like The Witcher 3. Uh, well, The Witcher series in general, I mean, you just get this huge mainstream appeal but just remember to all the cool kids out there yeah we, we are there when it was cool and when it's mainstream try not to be too gatekeepy and like you know <laughs> remember when it was just a game yeah you know you got that uh, one, one other thing that Doug Cockle said as well is that he hopes that Cavill doesn't try to recreate his performance because he has to do his own thing with it which is I guess something that actors say a lot mm-hmm. um, and he said that Cavill already has the body for it and the youth to do the stunts which oh, yeah. um, so the action scenes should be great if Mission yeah. Impossible is anything yeah. to go I mean, by. Geralt's yeah. certainly got his own kind of fighting style. Hasn't that's he? interesting, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be really. I mean, how they capture that. I mean, without having a just full-on stuntman the size of Henry Cavill yeah. doing it because it's Henry it's, Cavill does his own stunts. I think. Yeah. That's a very so, specific. Yeah, I feel like you're going to need a proper martial artist who really knows how to use a sword to 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 pull off the kind of mm. spinning and the rolling and stuff. This guy needs to watch Mission Impossible. I mean, he? he doesn't need a sword to just punch him. Punch him in that movie. See, that's, you're ruining the law. <laughs> <laughs> punch a Griffin in the neck. Good night. <laughs> yeah, that's going to yeah, be interpretation. Check that, check, check that in the bestiary. <laughs> punch in the neck. Weakness. Weak against punch. Weak against punch. <laughs> Um, so there you go uh, Doug Cockle as well on a last note I'll leave it on this then on this topic if we all just give him the space to do his thing and give that team our support they're going to come up with something awesome that will go this is different but you know what it's cool so he's uh, just trying to get everyone to chill out a little bit I guess and, and embrace embrace, embrace the Cav yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean it's like like we've kind of touched on though it's just cool that it's happening isn't it it's, it's just yeah. great that it's happening so brilliant um, so here's a new segment then uh, I think I'm going to call this the least breaking news of the week. Oh, okay. Can we have a jingle, please? Mm. So this is an explosive headline in the MCV website on the MCV website this week um, that says the new Rainbow Six Siege update incentivizes two-factor authentication. Here's a quote from the article. Account holders for the game are being nudged in the direction of the improved security measure. Basically, you log in, receive a notification on your smartphone, enter a code from the phone, and you're on the go with the offer of an in-game reward. So that's uh, that was a, a news headline. Again, the headline was Rainbow Six Siege Update incentivizes two-factor authentication. I like the gentle nudge in there. You know what I mean? Not a push. It sounds silly, but that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Account security is never a bad thing Listen, to talk about. I'm not about. passing judgment. I'm just saying there's a lot of news, right? Yeah. Something like that might easily get overlooked. Not with this in place. Not with this, right? No. So this is a new segment that we're going to, I'm going to try and okay. do every single week. Just a story that 
feels very low stakes. Fine journalism. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's for the thinking man, isn't it? That? It's. <laughs> <laughs> it is for the. Yes, it is for the thinking man. So that was the new segment, the least breaking news of the week. Now let's move on Good. to what we've been playing. Liam, Spider-Man. Yes, lots of it. It's great. I really like it. I mean, <laughs> tell me about the swinging. Well, what do you want to know? It's great. It's bloody wonderful. It takes. It took me probably about an hour to like adjust to the controls, but once I'd done that, yeah, it's great. One hour to become Spider-Man, though. It's not bad, is it? It's not a bad I mean? going that, but good yeah, skills. It is really good. It's momentum-based and physics-based, and you can pull off some nice little tricks. That's it. You can zip about the city at like 100, well, probably not hundreds of miles an hour. I don't know, but I don't know, he's pretty you do fast. pretty fast. He's pretty fast. Mm. I've been playing it as well. So this is the new Spider-Man PS4 game from Insomniac Games. It came out on September the 7th. Uh, it's called, actually, Marvel's Spider-Man. In case you forgot who Spider-Man belongs uh, to. Yeah, well, yeah, not to be confused with... The other one. Spider-Man that belongs to Marvel. Um, so there's a lot of web swinging in it and there's a lot of open world game design stuff there in is. it there's towers uh, yeah I mean the reviews were really strong for it right and they, they, were, they yeah. were like proper positive yeah like, like eight to nines yes everywhere yeah. and I think it's about 88 or something like that on Metacritic high um, 80s yeah yeah and I, based on what I've seen I've, I've played a few hours a good few hours because um, it only came out we're recording this on a Saturday it only came out on Friday mm-hmm. um, it's kind of you know, it's, I've had to squash in the game time to get it played, um, but I, I think like I, you know, so far it's good. It is, it's very good. I just don't know if I would put it in the high bracket of like, you know, it's not, yeah, it's not God of War. Everyone talking about this is doing this. What yeah. you're doing now? What? Hesitating. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot of it. No, <laughs> yeah. it is. It, it's hesitant. Yes. Uh, is Spider-Man good? Yeah. Is Spider-Man great? Hesitant, yeah. This, this, the, the hesitancy is purely f- off the back of the reviews. Because if if there weren't any reviews, I would just be saying this is great, this mm-hmm. is good. But because every because the reviews come out on this so strong, I'm the like, the bar yeah. was set so high. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I like God oh, of War levels. Oh, right? well, God of War's like 94 or something, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah big God that, of War's know. up there. I'll forget, tell you what, it's the, le- it's the level of Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was, I know yes. uh, you guys think a bit differently. Uh, you think a bit differently about it than I do, but mm-hmm. I really, really rated Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, this is almost got that level of polish, but it hasn't got the same... You know, Horizon Zero Dawn did the taking out robots with a bow and arrow thing, which is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. This has got web swinging, which is pretty unique. So they've both got these kind of ideas in there that are pretty unique, and they're yeah. both pretty generic open-world games otherwise. Um, but I just... I don't know. There's something about Horizon Zero Dawn just in terms of like the world, world building and, and stuff like that, and it was so alien and, and stuff, just having robotic dinosaurs around prehistory kind of new so, kind of new I was really into yeah. it so this I, I think is just a, an excellent excellent superhero game mm-hmm. um, definitely and uh, you know but I, I just don't I don't put it in game of the year contention I don't think it's as simple as that so far anyway um, and do you think that when you do play games that you like love you know straight away sort of thing oh yeah oh man yeah. you can tell because I'm like yeah. that so I'm quite impulsive and it normally ends up being like I it, I don't often change my mind like, if I love a game in the first Five hours. Yeah. Well, I've played it's, this. I've played yeah. this for about four hours, if not more, and I've watched you guys playing it here as well this morning a little yeah. bit. And and I I know how I feel about it, and I will be surprised if it if it changes because you know mm-hmm. a lot. But so far, it's just very very competent. It's very good. What well, I mean, what have you yeah. made of the story and stuff so far? So I'm not too far into the story. I've mainly been doing all the you know checklisty open world stuff like the Sweeping towers and the collectibles. Yeah. And, yeah. Just because I don't know. That's how I play. 
open world games. I just try and get all that done first for some reason. But uh, the story has been sort of kind of like, I suppose I haven't gotten to the major story beats yet, but so far it's been kind of like day in the life of type of stuff. I actually love that. I actually love the the kind of the, the how low stakes it is to yeah. begin with. Anyway, um, well, it starts off with a big heist. It, it type starts thing, off quite it? big. Yeah. yeah. So the tutorial area is taking down Wilson Fisk, also known as Kingpin, yeah. big Marvel villain, big Spider Man villain, Daredevil as well. And you're basically in a tower block, right? And you're going up. Yeah, to... there's lots of explosions, lots of like yeah. soldiers shooting at Spider Man and yeah. stuff like that. It's great. It's it's a good opening. It's a yeah, very cinematic bombastic opening yeah but then it kind of takes a bit more of a it slows down yeah yeah i, I heard you know uh, that a lot of it is peter parker focused which is yeah, interesting. Well, like a surprising yeah. amount actually because you know the uh, i played spider-man 2000 recently and that's like all spider-man, all spider-man you, all you know what i mean yeah. and even the cutscenes are like spider-man needs to stop this so obviously every game wants a little like nice yeah you know mm-hmm. a lot of, especially Sony they seem to be publishing a lot of games with these moments and yeah. a lot a lot of like, more intimate I suppose it is isn't it really yeah. Yeah. and Peter Parker's story is is getting just as good reviews as the Spider Man bits in it yeah. people aren't saying it lulls which you'd think it would because you know Peter Parker is just a human being like us we can't death drop from Empire State World can we but no yeah, they're but saying you're no less, <laughs> Peter Parker's no less great yeah. than Spider Man. And he's, he's just a normal guy. Well, a few people, few people have picked up on this, and I don't know if, how, if you appreciate this as well, Liam, but I really like the fact that he's already fully established Spider-Man. Yeah. He's not like, you know, no origin story. He's living in his own apartment. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's yeah. trying to make a bit of money. He's got stuff to do. I mean, I really yeah, like that. they certainly hint at it, like, through dialogue and stuff as well. It's not like a big opening title screen where it's like flash forward or flashback or anything yeah just like oh you know eight years ago you were doing this and stuff like that okay but yeah it's like you go into it and spider-man everyone knows who he is it's not like he's just starting out it's everybody knows who he is yeah like people know he's the protector of new york and all that people want foot like the npcs on the city streets it's so good man they want <laughs> yeah. they want photos with you some of them hate you some of them really like you some of them mm. applaud you when you when you help them out in the little side missions which happen like the dynamic kind of crime events and stuff like that yeah um when you jump in and you solve one of them like they'll thank you and say i mean i knew you're a good guy i knew that you know i, I don't listen to jay jonah jameson because mm-hmm. jay jonah jameson is the obviously the editor of yeah. the daily bugle so every so he's... often when you go around instead of like a radio you get like his little podcast yeah. type thing popping up yeah. yeah and you listen he like and he brings like you'll do a side mission helping someone out like i did this mission where someone was pretending to be spider-man yeah. got himself in trouble and you have to go save him and then just going around the city, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's podcast came on and he got that guy who was being the fake Spider-Man on to say how Spider-Man ruined his life. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's lots of like little dynamic stuff like that where an NPC you've come across in the world like will appear on J. Jonah Jameson's show and that's, talk that's, about his yeah. like yeah. their running cool. with you. That's it's really cool. cool. I've not heard anyone talk about that. And that yeah. That's the sort of little details I like, you know, because games like this, all open world games, they, you know, they always do well when they've got something on in the background, a bit of music and that. Yeah. We were talking okay. about that last podcast about Red Dead Redemption and you, you said that about um, there's loads of travelling in Rockstar games, but you've only got the radio and I was thinking yeah. about how important that actually is, you know, Fallout, what's that without the soundtrack? So with Spider-Man, to have something like that on, and it's like in... Um, 
Oh, what's it? like in Sleeping Dogs, you've got this radio as well. But there's, there's yeah. other games where it does it will mention stuff like yeah. Like, well, three dog. That's what I was thinking of from Fallout. Fallout we'll talk about yeah, what happens in the game, and, and so to have that in there, that's very very interesting. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's really nicely done. It's just a nice little touch. Yeah, it really and the, the, that's the exact thing. The, the, that's the best thing about the game I think so far. Is, I mean, uh, I mean on a technical level, there's some things I, that are really good about it that I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm really happy with. But mainly it's that kind of the little level you know the level detail like when you fast travel you know you see spider-man on the subway or whatever yeah. looking at his phone and shit like right, that yeah, and yeah. he's like or he's sat with someone else um you know having it who's in cosplay as spider-man yeah. and he's just sat there having a chat with him and it's like those are the fast travel low yeah. screens which mm-hmm. is just just great and then there's yeah the level of detail is is, is really good mm-hmm. uh on a on a you know design point of view because there's like easter eggs everywhere and stuff especially, oh yeah you know, lots like, of marvel easter eggs yeah like the jessica jones thing that you were saying yes yeah, so like there's landmarks that you can take pictures of and they're just like like a collectible type thing but yeah. they're all of stuff from the marvel universe like yeah. jessica jones's private eye office or yeah. the gym that daredevil trains at and stuff like that yeah so it's it's full of that kind of I don't want to say fan service. It's just it's just detail. It's L- just like nods. yeah, it's like they finished the game and they're filling New York. Like the building is there. We mm-hmm. might as well put something cool there. Or yeah. you know they know the layout of the of the of the city, but and where they want all these buildings to be, and they, mm-hmm. they just they just put effort in where it counts. Yeah. So if you're a Marvel fan and you know like how the world layout or the New York layout of Marvel's New York is. Yeah. If you go to this pl- that place in Spider-Man, there's a good chance whatever you were looking for will be there. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you're looking for Doctor Strange's Sanctum Santorum, it is in there. Yeah. If you go find it. It's, which is which is ace, right? And I, I mean, I'm not a massive Marvel fan or anything in particular, but I, ju- I just like that attention to detail. Mm. And when mm. you design an open world and you do a thorough job of it, um, it really shows for me. It's, it's, it makes a lot of difference. Like, when you're swinging through... Like, the, the opening level stuff is like... You're following, um, I think, a helicopter, and then you're, you're following a helicopter through the city streets, and then you kind of, when you're swinging through, you kind of, for the first time, you notice the pedestrians walking along and the cars mm-hmm. and stuff, and suddenly there's like a fleet of police cars because the police yeah. cars are going in the same direction as you, and the, all this stuff really adds to it. The music is excellent as well when you're swinging down from. Oh yeah, you know, the dynamic music. It's yeah. just so good. It's just. It's like, so good. It'll be complete silence if you stood on the top of a building. As soon as you swing off it, like yeah. the music kicks in. It just kind of fades up and then and it gives you like this this spider-man theme kind of thing mm-hmm. and oh it's, it's really good it's really good uh the combat is nice in it the combat, combat yeah it's, uh, it's not as archimy as i expected it to be i I've, I've, for me there seems to be a lot more use of like the gadgets you know like the web shooters like yeah. in, in batman you could pretty much just use punch punch counter punch yeah. punch dodge whereas in spider-man i find myself a lot more reliant on using the gadgets okay well, um, that's just my perhaps you're further in than I am. That's the difference there. But for me, so far, it's been punching, and uh, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot like the nuances is in that you can. There's contextual. If you hold L1 and R1, there's contextual items like bins yeah. and stuff that you can grab. Oh, bags of cement, which I really like, and you can just <laughs> grab them, yeah. spin them around, and then the good like, one is if people throw like flash grenades at you, you can just chuck them right back at them. Yeah, that's like. right. But then the, but then that's where the Arkham comparison is strong for me because like the flash grenades are exactly the same as they what do, happens yeah. in the... Even the sound is the, <laughs> the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very... Um, 
it's very good. It's very fast, very fluid. It, it feels a bit better than Arkham, to be honest. Um, which I guess you would hope because it's a game that's come to. When was Arkham Knight? Like 2016, 2015? 2015, I think. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's been a few years. So they, they've, they've, it makes more sense with Spider Man because he's such a bouncy, kind mm-hmm. of athletic character it, and the webs. And it's stuff. probably worth it. There's more control required in Spider-Man yeah like when in Arkham when you just hit and punch you kind of like zoom about the map yeah yeah whatever but in Spider-Man you have to like manually zip to your next target yeah stuff like yeah that. so the triangle button is you either launch yourself at them or yeah, you pull or you can them. drag them into you that's all right it's a pull. bit more manual control yeah in Spider-Man it's really good it's really I really like it the skill trees are pretty cool as well in terms of adding stuff adding yeah. moves and stuff mm-hmm um, it really just it really does add to it. Stealth options are pretty cool as well. Yeah, st- stealth is probably the most Arkhamish I've seen it because it's like very you know perch on top of a ledge, yeah. drag them up, knock them out, and yeah. just like sort of leave them tied up there and Web stuff them up. like. Yeah, yeah, and like the it's got very similar. We press triangle to like jump down and do that like flying takedown on. Yeah, them. No, yeah. it's kind of similar like, in the stealth, but it's got its own unique. Sp- like you can web in on it. Hey, these yeah. webs. But you can like web enemies to the wall, and then people go investigate it, and they'll be like, "Hey, what's happened there?" And you can drop down and yeah. take them out. Again, like. though, it kind of makes more sense for Spider-Man to be up high, yeah. stri- stringing people up with webs and that, and the combat, like you were saying. Then it it just even though yeah. Arkham did it first, it makes sense for Spider-Man yeah. to do it. Like, yeah. it. It would be kind. I feel like if they did anything different than what they're doing, it would be because they were trying to actively distance themselves from Arkham, yeah. and you shouldn't compromise on the what Spider-Man is just to try and not be like yeah. Arkham which we you know it's not just you guys that think that it's like Arkham right I mean I was watching you play it and that like classic Arkham thing where you want to get to the back of somebody you put your hands on their shoulders and flip over them yeah. mm-hmm. that's in there and all yeah. that and you can't help but notice it but at the same time you can explain it away so easily by yeah. the fact that he is an agile Agile superhero compared yeah. to Batman. Batman got no need to be flipping around people. Yeah. When's Batman flipping over people? He's not. He's kicking them <laughs> and he's batranging them. Yeah. He's not flipping over people. No. It, that's you know, true. And Batman's you, like a tank. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's stark, man. Yeah. He's Henry, Henry Cavill's new Batman. Yeah. Stop casting Henry Cavill. All right, sorry. Uh, but <laughs> but, but like, Batman is, yeah, he's, he's like, when Batman throws a, an uppercut, he kind of holds it. He's like bang, and then the game yeah. like slows down, and it shows you the uppercut. Yeah, but in, yeah. in Spider-Man, it's like you're already doing a backflip out of there after you've done it, you know, mm-hmm. or you're jumping up in the air to batter him in the air after you've done it. So, yeah, yeah the combat is excellent. I mean, overall, yeah. the world design and stuff is just just it's incredible. Yeah, I really like it. I mean, I, I really like the, um, the 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 fact that you know towers and stuff. I'm, I hate towers. I hate Ubisoft open world towers. Mm-hmm. In this, it's, you're already up in the skyscrapers. You're not climbing them. You're just going to them. And it makes complete sense. I'm totally fine with the towers in this. I've, the first time I heard about it, I was I was rolling my eyes yeah. all over the place. That is how I react to stuff. Yeah. But when but with this, I was just, you know, when I started playing it, it's completely fine. I mean, I'm into it. It's, it all it is, is a reason for you to web swing to a building. And mm-hmm. that's all you need in this game to be fun, is to have a reason to Give go Give me a somewhere. goddamn reason to use Exactly, because the web slinging is, is just terrific. Like, the, the way they've animated it and stuff is just... Yeah. That's what the, the game is built around completely. Like, if they yeah. mess that up, the rest of the game falls down. Mm-hmm. But this, it's it's just perfect. It's, it's just almost perfect. got this, like... I love the momentum idea of so it. Fast. It's just yeah. as important to time... The let go, the right time to release of the web, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you know, because in, in like the older games, you just hold the web 
button. It's like yeah. in Assassin's Creed, you've got like the parkour button, yeah. and there's no yeah. reason for you to let go. But this gives you a reason to time it, yeah. and you start off at some speed, and you end up going faster and faster. From what I was playing of it, yeah. and now you can do tricks and stuff. You got you a pointometer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you do, if you press X at some point in the jump as well, he he jumps forward, like launches himself forward yeah. a little bit, and then you can press X again to web yourself forward and like pull yeah, yourself along. Yeah. Very fluid, very well thought out, well well designed. Um, I yeah, I just think it's I think it's all round a very good game. It's a very good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, if you're not a fan of Spider Man, you know you're not going to enjoy it. The game is called Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it's I don't know. It's just a very complete. It's superhero refreshing game. as well because we haven't had a good Spider Man game for no quite a while. No, I mean in terms of pure superhero games as well, you don't really get that many of them, do you? No, I can't. What what was the last superhero game? Was it just well, Batman? Yeah, I, I guess so. Arkham, Arkham Knight, but then, yeah. but then, do you count? Because a lot of games give you superhero-like powers or superhero-ish yeah, like powers. And prototype. And yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, I guess Infamous was a pretty recent one, but it's it's. I mean, it's much better than Infamous. That's all you know. Spider Man, much better, much better than, than Infamous. Better than Infamous. Um, so let's leave it there, I guess. So that's our discussion about Spider-Man, unless you guys have got anything else you want to add. Uh, no, just as a Marvel fan, it's almost dream come true material. Yeah, it's yeah. The tone is really nice as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? Just the just the overall tone. Like like we were saying, it just makes sense. Like it makes sense that you would just stop what you're doing because Spider-Man is like compelled to do good. Yeah, and he would just stop whatever he's doing to stop a, a mugging, or mm-hmm. even in a lot of it, it's just like a car crash. And yep. you have to just pull the, the people out of the car crash. <laughs> just a car crash. No, but you know, funny car well, crash. You know, Sometimes there's like thugs who cause the crash and they're oh, still up there oh on the scene. So you, have, you have to batter them and twist. then rescue the people. But yeah, you just see like a wreckage in the road or, or something that isn't related to beating someone yeah. up. Is what yeah. Um, and you just have to use your spidey sensors, find where they are, mm-hmm. pull the wreckage away and free them. And you know, and yeah. there's a bit of God of War button mashing and stuff in there. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a very nice game. I mean... I can't. I can think of no reason not to buy it if you're into superheroes or Marvel Definitely, or Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I'll put it that way. So, what's coming up this week? What's the new games that are coming out this week? Um, there are actually a few. So, I was looking yeah, at new is, releases yeah. that mm-hmm. are coming out. Uh, so, this podcast goes out every Monday. So, there's games usually on a Tuesday, Thursday, and a Friday. They're like the big days. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's a big week. Big week for the Switch. First of all. First of all is, uh, well, my pick of the bunch anyway, is Wasteland 2, which is coming on September 13th, Thursday. Yes, it's going to be about 20 quid, 22 quid. Classic CRPG. It's, well, Wasteland, so it's it's a new, it was funded through Kickstarter or Figo, one of these things. And Mm -hmm. it was, uh, it came out like 2000 and, oh, I'm going to get this dead wrong, but like 2013 or something like that. Um, A few years ago anyway. 2014, possibly, I don't know. Yeah, it was was a a few years ago. So then they came out with a director's cut, and it was PC exclusive. Then they came out with a director's cut. The director's cut is now on like PlayStation and and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, And now it's coming to the Switch, which is a perfect fit. We've been talking about uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 um, this week. And we're, I mean, it's it's a very um, similar experience in terms of the structure of the game you know it's a crpg it's got turn-based combat it's almost more xcom like though because right. there's cover there's you know mid mid cover and full cover exactly like xcom all your well you've got melee characters but all your characters could be firearm kind of um you know players if you if you want mm-hmm. it's a very good fallout kind of classic fallout 
kind of experience right. is from the people who uh, produced Fallout originally, actually. One and so two, that's got the some classic, chops. Yeah? Yes, yeah. pre-Bethesda mm-hmm. Fallout from the from yeah. the 90s. Um, I, it's just strongly recommended. If you're looking for a long kind of CRPG experience on a Switch, turn-based combat is just really good in it. Uh, good story, good CRPG experience. You can control a party of four, and I think later on it's like you can grow it to like five or something like that. Okay, uh, but mm-hmm. I can't quite remember. But I completed it, and it was it was a really good time. And I'm definitely looking forward to playing it on the Switch. It just makes complete sense. Um, so Fair that's enough. my pick of the week. But then you've also got Bastion, which is coming out the same day. Mm-hmm. Very good game. Anyone know about Bastion? Do you guys want to talk about Bastion? Who doesn't know about Bastion at this point? Uh, that sounds like Liam. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the game that puts uh, super giant games on the map, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a little top-down isometric action RPG made by yeah super giant games, the little indie studio, famed for having its uh, like sort of dynamic narrator yeah. type thing yeah. going on. The guy with the amazing voice. Yes. Just like narrates everything you do. Generally, awesome audio design all around, though. Yeah, great say. music. Yeah, great yeah. visuals. Good combat. Multiple endings to the story. Multiple pathways. Yes, it's just it's a very good game. And so that's coming out on September the thirteenth as well, which is the same day as Wasteland, and that's a bit cheaper. That's about thirteen, fourteen, mm-hmm. fifteen that quid, something, right. something like that. Um, and is is kind of the predecessor to one of my favourite indie games ever, Transistor, which is the same studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Transistor is coming as well, but not this week. It's, it's that's oh. in like November yeah. sometime. I actually prefer Transistor to Bastion. Me too. Yeah, Transistor. Yeah, love Transistor. That seems to be the general consensus. Bastion. Uh, Pyre, Bastion, and Transistor at the top yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Pyre was their third the, game, the most the latest, recent one, which yeah. was like last year. I still haven't played that. I, th- I think it was you just, last you year. Say it out. I mean, it's not... If it comes no. to the Switch, possibly, I would okay. say. I would say if it comes to the Switch, Why possibly. Why don't bundle all of them up and put them in a put bundle? On a Switch bundle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The so, Supergiant Games Pack. Yeah. It would make sense. Or Bastion, maybe if Bastion does well, they'll look at bringing yeah. the Pyre. But, and it, well, yeah, Transistor yeah. is definitely coming as well, so I don't see why not. That's a one to add if you're into collecting like famed indies like you've got yeah. Limbo and all yeah. that now and now Bastion another yeah. right, proper indie smash that was it. wasn't it so yeah cool. exactly so that's September the 13th as well and then we've got on the s- September the 10th Dust and Elysian Tale mm. which is another Switch release did either of you guys play that? I did I played yeah. that when it came to PC that was a do you remember when Xbox Live used to do like Summer of Arcade thing? yes that was one of their big like premiere indie games on it any good? It's yeah, it's a good it's like a little Metroidvania type game. Yeah. But yeah, with lots of anthropomorphic. That's I, Yeah, like the humanized animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that cuz I can't speak properly. But yeah. Anthropomorphic. It's a hard one. Just on hard words now. We are. Yeah, it's side scrolling sort It's a good little side scrolling Metroidvania type game. Yeah. I think that they've it's fucking good. made a bit of an error releasing so close to Hollow Knight and Dead Cells. Yeah. You've got two of the best examples of Metroidvania yeah. ever on your so co- on would, Switch. And I wouldn't say it's as good as Hollow Knight. No, no and it, and Dead Cells is like... I'm not playing Dead Cells, it's, I wouldn't know. You know, it's, it's not as good as Hollow Knight and it's certainly not as good as Dead Cells. But I, I played it on... It was a PlayStation Plus game, like Quite a while three ago. years I've got ago. it on PS Plus, I've never played it. And I, I played it a bit, but I... Didn't really enjoy it and turned it off. And I tried, and I quite like my like, little indie games. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's actually getting good reviews, um, but I just couldn't really sit through it, you know. And the thing is, though, Hollow Knight got very good yeah. reviews on Switch. Dead Cells has done yeah. big thing on the Switch. Yeah. So maybe it'll, for risk, but ho- hopefully, if, you, if you're into that, if you, if you played Dead Cells and Hollow Knight and you want to play another game like it, exactly, it might inspire a yeah. kind of you know taste in someone to go f- to it's, get get a new it's one. It's definitely so. one of the better Metroidvania games. Yeah, it's by all means 
polish and and yeah i hope what i said then doesn't seem too negative because it's definitely not i'm just saying the competition for it is so flipping yeah fiery too too quite recently so you might get fatigued but yeah Yeah, yeah. play it it's worth it um so we've got frozen synapse 2 which is coming to pc linux and mac on september the 13th again busy days to the 13th um so frozen synapse i don't know if either of you guys played that it's kind of a turn-based tactical kind of game yeah, uh, I've heard of it but I've not played it Very, diff- it's one of these games that feels like it's always in a humble bundle but it was like um, f- from what I could tell I've, I've not played it myself from what I could tell it's, it's pretty good um, I've, se- I've watched a bit of gameplay before writing this down right. and, it, and it seems okay so Frozen Synapse 2 is the sequel and that's um, the sequel to the 2011 original so it has been a while since the mm-hmm. last one um, and that'll be on PC, Linux, and Mac on September the 13th. It's a lot of, like, you know, defense-type tactics, building. It's not quite tower defense, I would say. Quite complicated. Just look at some gameplay, and uh, you'll get a sense of what that's like. The big one for this week is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is coming to PC, yep. PS4, and Xbox One on September the 14th. Liam, sounds like you're getting that I, from the way you said yep. I'm looking forward to it, because I really enjoyed this, like, Tomb Raider reboot series. Okay. Uh, first one is still the best, I think. Rise of the Tomb Raider was good, but overdid it a bit with the collectibles and stuff like yeah. that. So, I'm yeah, I'm definitely... And they say this is the final one, so it's going to be like a trilogy. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. It's like the Planet of the Apes cinematic reboot. It's like kind they've, of, they've yeah. just, like, Planet of the Apes... You know, rise off, dawn off, shadow off, uh, rise yeah. off. Do you know what I mean? No numbers, but they're basically, uh, you know, a, a trilogy uh, yeah. and a bit of a reboot, which is pretty funny. What's interesting is it's not being developed by Crystal Dynamics this time. It's okay. being made by Ados, Ados Montreal, yeah. who mm. made uh, uh, Thingy, Human Revolution, yes. Mankind Divided. Yes. Yeah. So, um, two games I'm a big fan of. Deus Ex, so, games, I'm yeah. looking forward to see what they bring to Tomb Raider. Stealth and cybernetic implants. Well, Ooh, wall, be punch, wall punching as Laura Croft. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Can't solve the that. can't solve the tomb. Punch it. Punch it's the uh, tomb. it's <laughs> get Henry Cavill to play Laura punch Croft. Of the, punch of the tomb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's uh, good. The, re- the two reboots before it have been good. Yeah, I don't see why this one won't be. Well, I didn't play any of the previous. <sighs> I, I thought the reboot was Tomb Raider on the Xbox 360. But well, no, there was another one with a bow and arrow. Which one? The what year was that? Jimmy, two thousand and seven. Oh right, yeah. The, oh right, yeah. It so was the, just the I think reboot that was, was called Tomb Raider. The first reboot did come out on three sixty. Yeah, that's and right. PS3. And it was that, like two thousand thirteen. Yeah, right? that was just called just Tomb Raider. That one. Yeah, I didn't play that one. That's with the bow and arrow one. Yes, that is the bow and arrow. Yeah. One. No, there was yeah. another Tomb Raider before that on the three sixty. Oh, right? It was like Underworld or something. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yes, that's I it. played uh, a bit of that one. And I thought okay. that was it, so I, I actually found uh, out that I hadn't played any of these. <laughs> well, I, I'm up for a bit of Tomb Raider, man. I'm kind of, gonna, they're good. Give it a spin. I've kind of backseat played it a little bit because uh, Laura played a little bit of it, and and um, she, I mean, she wasn't too fussed about it either, like the the second one. Uh, so that would be. Rise, rise, rise yeah. of the two. Um, so they're the, kind of a bit uncharted. Yeah, well, that's that's a bit more. You know, I didn't, didn't want to say it. I would say they are more involved than Uncharted. There's more, t- you know, it's not just going from point A to point B. Yes, yeah, there's like semi-open areas. Yeah, it's it like exploration, of course, like solving yeah. puzzles and the tombs and stuff yes. like that, and collectibles. Are- well, like galore. this one uh, has semi-open areas, uh, side missions, challenge tombs, which you know, challenge which tomb. tombs aren't a challenge. I really. think they were in the last one. They were like timed. I okay, think. okay, and um, yeah. It's, other than that, it is a game about running, jumping, shooting, and climbing, which mm-hmm. is uh, 
a lot like Uncharted. So if you're which into that, which was a lot like Tomb Raider, which was a lot like Tomb which Raider, is weird which is now happens. a lot like Uncharted. I'm, I'm um, confident it'll be good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's definitely the biggest release. Yeah, uh, and could be a big event. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a difficult one because it's kind of. Um, you know, there's a lot of big games. This, this is a busy autumn. This is a busy, oh, yeah. especially for third-person open world. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know, with um, RPG elements. Yeah, so yeah. Ho- hopefully, you know, it does well and it, and it shifts shifts some copies and people. And it's a good game, you know. But more than anything, hopefully, hopefully that kind of all pans out. And Liam sounds like you're picking it up. Yeah, regardless. So. Yeah, just round, I want to round out the trilogy. Yeah, why not? Cool. And then we've got NHL 19 and NBA 2K19, which I didn't check the date. So platforms for just trust him okay they're because out. I mean I Someone can't do will it. Buy them. yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a hockey game and a basketball game <laughs> so my, yeah. my my pick from the bunch there if I had to pick one of them would be Wasteland 2 on the Switch if you've got if you're a Switch owner then you need to uh, you need to play that I think uh, what about you guys you got a pick of the bunch there just, uh, just Tomb Raider Tomb Raider yeah. for you Luke. they're, they're good yeah. they're good Probably I'm going to pick it up Tomb Raider because it's actually a new game or NHL. Yeah, actually. I mean, ba- as, for as good as Bastion yeah. is, I do already own it and have played it like twice. Yeah. yeah. So I don't really want to play. I, it I, I can recommend Bastion. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I definitely. Yep. Give it a thumbs and up. And I'd say if you're thinking about getting dust, maybe just uh, see, check uh, if you've got Dead Cells first, and if you haven't, get that instead. But if not, <laughs> get, I'll get a bit of dust. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm interested in the new Tomb Raider just because it's actually, like I say, not a re-release. It's not a yeah. Switch port release. It's a, it's a yeah. new new game, AAA, and it could, and it yeah. could be a stomper. It uh, could, be, could yeah. be a stomper. You I reckon it it'll first. be a solid eight point five out of ten. You know, that's a big call because Spider Man's an eight point eight. Look out for Jake Kukowski's book, Blood, Sweat, and Stompers. Uh, <laughs> on Amazon very very That's soon. a Ray Winston movie waiting to happen. Ray Winston, they call me the Stomper. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thanks for listening to the Special Moves podcast. That was episode three already. I'm going to be saying that every episode uh, from okay. now from now on. Can you believe it's episode seven? <laughs> uh, it's it's weird, though, isn't it? It's weird. I, I, yeah. I do feel weird that it's episode three already. I feel like we've just recorded episode one. Um, it was only like a week, a, a week and a half ago. A week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Which is feel, ten days. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm still in channel launch mode. Do you know what I mean? It feels, which we kind of are, I guess, but it just feels yeah. a bit weird. At this point, we're like eight days old, <laughs> nine days we're old. We're in the, the honeymoon period. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're yeah. married. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The yeah. Scary parts out the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're just uh, no patron rack or whatever. Where do people go on honeymoons now? Mexico, I think a lot of people like to go. Yeah, Mexico's a big one. It's a big one at the moment, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> right well thanks for listening um, we'll have more gaming chat for the throughout this week um, We've so this podcast goes out on a Monday so we should have a Divinity Original Sin 2 video coming for you uh, either tomorrow or the day after which will be Tuesday or Wednesday so look out for that if you're watching on YouTube yeah. um, mm-hmm. we've got a Battlefield 5 video that should have just gone out as well um, which is uh, based on our impressions of the open beta um, we spent a long time chatting about that because we've been playing it a lot and it is, it's a lot of fun actually it's a lot of fun there's a lot of noise about Battlefield 5 online mm-hmm. But it's a good game. There's some good. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's some good stuff. Have that. Yeah. Just have it. Yeah. So it's uh, if you if you're yet to try that out, um, then maybe watch the video and you can get a good sense of what the game is like. And we will have a new it's Friday tomorrow show on YouTube coming on Thursday, the day before Friday. Thanks for listening. I've been Mike Williams. These guys were Jake Klukowski and Liam McKelvey. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. <laughs>